everybody. I'm Lynn Petrack, Senior Editor of Progressive Grocery Magazine, and welcome to Top Women in Grocery. It's a podcast that focuses on the trends, topics, and interests that move women forward in the grocery industry. We spotlight extraordinary women who have interesting lives and amazing careers, and also work hard uh, in their communities and with their families. And today, I'm so excited to be talking with Rosalind Campbell. She is a 2023 Hello. Top Women in Grocery winner. <laughs> Hi, Rosalind. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, good. Happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. And a little bit more background on you. Um, uh, Rosalind is a senior manager of in-store environments for the Save Mart companies, where she leads decor strategy and execution for all 194 locations of the Save Mart company's three distinct store banners, Save Mart, Lucky California, and Food Max. She joined the Save Mart companies in 2018 and oversees the design of environmental decor packages that bring the brands to life. Innovation and shaping customer experience go hand in hand, and her unique vision can be seen from initial ideation to implementation. Rosalind's a graduate of the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in Los Angeles and began her professional career in visual design. So thanks again. Thank you. That's great. (laughs) There you go. And congrats again on the Top Women in Grocery Award winner. We we, We were really impressed by your submission. That's one reason we wanted to have you on today. Thank you. Like I said, I'm I'm super happy to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Sure. And we talk about, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover, but shoppers really do sometimes judge a grocery store by its appearance. And in-store experience design is a crucial part of that. And you bring an interesting perspective and an interesting eye to that because it's maybe not the most traditional way to get in the grocery industry. So tell me a little bit about your background in uh, visual merchandising. Yeah. So I, like you said, I went to college, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. um, and majored in visual communications. And my focus was really in fashion styling and Mm -hmm. um, the fashion industry. And so after college, I did an internship with a a luxury magazine in Beverly Hills. I worked on um, (laughs) very, very cool, um, different magazine shoots. We styled for different um, award shows. I worked on a couple Spanish television shows, which was really fun. I'm not fluent in Spanish. Like I can get Mm -hmm. by, but still work on some Spanish television shows. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Music videos, different things like that. And and I really loved it. Um, But Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to continue my education. So I went back to school for a little bit and started working at Macy's and really just fell in love with visual merchandising in the retail space. Like I had studied a little bit. It, it was some of the coursework in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, my focus was always in, in fashion styling. And there was something about having shoppers really just take in what you've created in a store and inspire mm-hmm. them to purchase and buy different things that really just captured my, captured my heart, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah. So I, I then kind of moved my way back up to Northern California. Um, Continued to work for for Macy's for a few years and like candidly kind of just really got tired of commuting and mm-hmm. so was yeah, looking for something that would maybe be a little bit closer to home. Um, and I saw that the same companies was hiring and um, I grew up in Modesto. So this is like my hometown grocer. Grew up shopping at Save Mart, grew up going to Save Mart sponsored community events in town, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I saw that, that posting, I was like, you know what? It felt comfortable, but still challenging because it's such a different mm-hmm. industry. But I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a leap and go for it. And um, yeah, here I am, like six six years, almost six years later, and I didn't realize how much I was gonna love grocery in kind of the same way that like retail visual merchandising kind of surprised me. 
Mm-hmm. Grocery is such a fun business and it's so fast paced and moving and it's so different, but it's still capturing your shopper and, and creating a, an environment for them that they want to be in. Mm-hmm. It's food's so important, right? You spend such a, such amount of time grocery shopping, like let's make it a fun experience. So just being able to be a part of that is, is really cool. So it's all the experience, whether you're doing, the, you're styling the red carpet or whether you're styling like right. couture or you're, yeah. you know, really everyday people going about their, their business. Everyone wants to feel good and, and feel good Absolutely. about where they're at. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, and that's the core of it, right? Is how do mm-hmm. you make someone feel good, inspire them to mm-hmm. maybe try different things they didn't want to try before. Um, and that, that can be clothing or, you know, different types of food, different, different types of cuisine. So yeah, the, the core of it is there, um, kind of regardless of, of, what avenue you're taking. Yeah. You know, and you think about it, we've all been in stores where maybe is the aesthetics and the design are less than pleasing. And, and I think yeah. that that's, you really notice it when it's amazing and you really notice when it's not. So you're yeah. able to really bring that. And then how was that received when you came on board? Was everyone like, okay, this is cool. Let's do something different. You know, how did that, how did that, how did that go down? Yeah, it was definitely like, it was, you kind of have to not prove yourself, but you kind of be like, okay, I know I don't come from a traditional background, but mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. And so it took some kind of, you know, coming together, holding hands and things like that. But ultimately, mm-hmm. we were able to create some really fun things, especially in like, we have a flagship here in Modesto. That was kind of the first big, big project that we took on as a company in in recent years. Yeah. Um, and being able to to try different things there that maybe were outside of the box, definitely outside of what we had done before as a company, mm-hmm. um, but that were kind of outside the box for grocery a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was definitely a fun, fun time to, to grow together with the team. Absolutely. And a flagship store is a great location yeah. for that. Cause you can try things there. You can be like, you said, yeah. out of the box and do some innovative things. And is there something, an example of something that you did that might not be typical for a grocery setting at that store or maybe another store, Roslyn? Yeah, there's a couple things we did at that store. I mean, there's, we, we have a, a restaurant and bar in that store, which is not always mm-hmm. very typical. You're seeing it more and more as it pops up in grocery. Um, that was definitely, definitely, we didn't have that in this area at all. So that was kind of a new fun thing to take into there. Um, but I think the, probably the biggest thing in that store that was a little bit different, definitely for us at the time, um, was we created this kind of produce stall, um, oh, cool. that really connected back to our roots in agriculture. We're here mm-hmm. in the Central Valley. We have our growers are a mile down. Yeah, down. agriculturally down. rich in Minnesota. Yeah, and we're here exactly. So really pulling that in and finding items that, that spoke to the community, the things that they see. Um, so there was you know there was a, a a produce chef is what we called that person there, but it was creating kind of theater in that space around um, the produce and the agriculture, and it really became kind of a centerpiece in that store right when you walk in that you see this really fresh impact of produce. Um, but then, like I said, the theater that goes behind it. Um, yeah. And then really, I think the biggest thing that we kind of really focused on there is highlighting local producers and really telling their story in a truly authentic way and continuing to partner with them. So there's lots of little kind of shops within a shop, if you, if, if you will, in that store, um, that really just bring to life local, local producers. Like there's, um, a company in town that it's a it's an aromatherapy company. They make different candles and things like that. Not necessarily what you think of really when you go to a grocery store, but we have them in yeah. several of our stores now, like as little pop up shops. And they're mm-hmm. it's a way to really, like I said, authentically connect to to our community, which is is really and that's really 
the discovery for the consumer, which we, we talk mm-hmm. about a lot, that has to be so cool because it's like, oh, yes. there's a little pop-up shop, there's little stalls. So, you yeah. know, that's very purposeful. Um, but shoppers love that discovery. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> and so did you bring in, in terms of like coordinating with the existing space, like the color and the, the materials, you know, how did that, that, all, that had to be fun too, yeah. to kind of go into that yeah, like probably absolutely. very open space. Yeah, it was a definitely, I mean, it was a, it was a ground up build. So it was really, mm-hmm. you know, the possibilities are limitless, limitless kind of thing. And really the goal was to have how much natural materials or materials that are really found, but are rooted in our area. Um, even the metal that was used, it's it's things that kind of tie back to different dairy farms that are downstream, kinds of things like that. So it was, how can we trigger that connection to the community that we're in without being really like, it, it doesn't even necessarily have to scream, right? Like the produce department has some really great greenery on the wall. It's a living wall that just carries that impact of fresh um, the second you walk in the department. So yeah, that was, that was a really, really fun project. <laughs> and that aligns right with the branding of, you know, of what Save Mart's trying to do and what that store is yeah. trying to do. So that I mean, yeah. the consumer gets it in a real visceral kind of way right away. Exactly. Yeah. And I know we talked a little bit before, in addition to creating in-store environments that improve dwell time and customer loyalty and just the wow factor. Um, you also worked on the environment at the corporate office, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're currently under construction, actually. So we're, we're still in progress um, as of right now. But yeah, we are the, the our main office here in Modesto was built in like the late eighties. And there's been a handful of, of um you know, updates over time, but nothing nothing crazy. So yeah. we definitely kind of stuck in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, well <laughs> a little bit. There were some time capsules that we found for like, holy moly, how long has this been here? Oh, funny. So um yeah, just kind of creating we wanted to really open it up and make it a brighter environment. Um, you know, we obviously it's work is your kind of your second home, like, right. You, you spend so much time here. We wanted it to be a comfortable space, a bright space, but also a space that can really inspire our, our associates and just create, um, different ways of collaboration and things like that. So we really, um, we, we've removed a handful of walls. Um, really brightened everything up, put in different kind of glass partitions where we need to. We're not like, a, it's not full open concept at this point. There's still some strategic dividing areas, but um, yeah, definitely. It's not cubicle really, land. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not <laughs> yeah, cubicle yeah. land. We didn't go fully there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. But definitely, like I said, just definitely That's brightening it up, putting in new lighting. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then we really, from a, from a design signage perspective, it was how do we connect that that down to earth personality that we that we have um, with what we see in store with what we see in store but into the office and without trying to want to avoid any kind of like visual fatigue right like I don't want to I, we're spending so much time here I don't want to be looking at something six months down the road and be like oh my gosh I'm so tired of seeing that kind of thing so yeah. really um, kind of through the use of materials really natural materials. We brought in lots of woods to make make it a warm environment without um, without having to put a ton of stuff on the walls, if that makes sense. Um, but still being playful, you know, and pulling in the again the geographic location where we are, um, the our, our connection to agriculture and our, our rich history and our passion for food, and being playful with what we do. So we've we've created some really fun um, 
decals that are using like co- different cooking utensils. That's our wayfinding for different conference oh, rooms fun. and things like that. So just really a fun, different twist on and something unexpected it was really it was really the goal. So yeah, it's and the dwell times are so different. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. The dwell times are so different. So that had to be kind of challenging and interesting for you because when you're in the grocery store, you want them to linger a bit, right? And to have the sales, exactly. but they're ultimately not there. I mean, we, we do we want them there eight hours a day? But like you are at work, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. the dwell time is quite different. Much, much shorter. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that was, that was definitely one of the biggest challenges was how do you, you know, for people that are spending eight hours a day here, create something that's that's comfortable and like I said, has that warm feeling, but still is is practical and, and is useful for the, you know, taking all the different business functions into consideration and things like that. So yeah, it definitely was a it was a challenge, but um it's been so fun. Such such a fun opportunity. So and you want yeah. to make it in a way that's classic that's not super dated, like, you know, so we won't be like, oh that's totally. so farmhouse 2017 or exactly. that's so piece from the eighties or whatever. Yeah. Like, hey, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all costs. Exactly. Yeah. That was the goal. Find find materials that have like a longevity to it and yeah. are going to be classic classic finishes from now to twenty five years from now if we you know never if we don't update the office for that long again kind of thing exactly so, um, yeah finding that balance has been has been really fun and and even in the signage opportunities that we did in the building is that adaptability of being able to switch it out and update it routinely without it being a huge dollar investment frankly right we don't want to we don't want to keep funneling a bunch into it, but we want to be able to update it and keep it fresh. So that's, that's something that is really important to me in the office, but in stores too, is that flexibility with how we sign and communicate and creating, like I said, fle- flexibility with our adaptability. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That, and, and, or, does color play into that in the palette? Do you have like a similar palette? Yeah. Are they different palettes? And how does that, yeah, how, so how did you play actually, with color? Yeah, we kind of took a really kind of departure from what we typically do. I purposely steered away from from the different banner colors that we that we use and picked a palette that was like truly rooted in food. So we have like a, a gray it. that we pulled. It's the the outside of a cantaloupe. And mm-hmm. that's that's kind of a gray tone or we're using a green that's like a from a Romanesco broccoli. So it's all really founded in 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 food and it's that that's the rooted in nature is the, <laughs> and yeah. it's that kind of uh, the overall concept but um it's definitely different from from how we activate in stores and so then we kind of are weaving in those different banners and how we activate them and amplify them in different ways than than color which has been really a kind of fun activity because that's that's color plays such a huge part in our stores for, for us sure. um definitely and and so kind of Pulling away from that and creating a truly unique environment here um, was really, really cool. And then you have to take into account the very practical things like efficiency, energy efficiency, and, you know, operational efficiency. So I would imagine, um, you know, that you worked with other teams and other groups to kind of pull in efficiency and aesthetics and and pull those together. Definitely. Definitely. I work hand in hand with our construction and engineering and and store planning team. Um, We're, you know, like, this <laughs> constantly yeah, talking yeah. to each other, trying to figure out like, okay, we want to do this, but maybe that's not the best solution long term. Like you said, to, to keep efficiency there, how can we capitalize on these different things and work together? So they're definitely huge, huge partners. Um, and even just in other areas, other areas you know, work with, even factoring in the different departments in the office, mm-hmm. but also in the store. What do yeah. you truly need to be able to do your job 
well and making sure that we're that we're capturing all those things. So yeah, partnering with the different merchants, the operations team, that, that's another, we're always in communication with the operations team and, and getting in feedback on what does work, what doesn't work, how can we improve this? How can we make your lives easier, right? Like there, there are, we truly operate from a, we're running the company from the floors of our stores. The, our associates in our stores are the most important. And so how can we make their lives easier while still creating a great experience for our shoppers as well? So, because ultimately there, there are shoppers too, right? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's right. We're all shoppers, right? And you, yeah, I would imagine shoppers. you as a grocery shopper yourself, did mm-hmm. that play into your design too? Like, okay, now if I'm shopping through the store, what do I look at? I mean, did you bring and that I, POV? Definitely. And I think that like, because I didn't kind of grow up in the in the grocery industry, I really looked at it from a shopper perspective of, okay, how would I truly walk around this store when I'm lugging children behind me and trying to like factoring that in? Like, how yeah. can I make this easier for our customers? Truly through a through a shopper's lens. So definitely, that's that's been um, crucial in how we how we make decisions. And like I said, I think um, kind of because I didn't have that traditional background, it's it's allowed us to maybe make some decisions that we probably wouldn't have or kind of push us in different just different ways than we wouldn't have before. Um, so yeah. <laughs> and I bet that walkthrough when you took the, the, the leadership through the walkthrough, what was that like? Was that where it's like, wow, was there a, a real wow factor when people oh, saw definitely. that for the first time? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We, I mean, we kind of as an organization, we all um, definitely held hands through the project. So they had seen what we were doing, what, what bring the it to life, were, obviously, exactly. But to be able to see it in person, um, was, was really, really fun. And it's been that way. We've had, we have a lucky California flagship store in Pleasanton. Um, so not too far from us here. And that was the same thing. Like it was, um, and that store actually, we did that store kind of in the middle of COVID. And so there were, there was, and we're a little bit farther away from the office. The flagship here obviously is like, Half a mile down the road or something. Yeah, so that helps. There, that one it was definitely you got definitely more of the wow impact um, because people weren't in it as much um, until we kind of unveiled and and that was definitely a big big departure for the Lucky Banner as well. Um, definitely lots of little. There's an entertainment island there that really focuses on how we can make make entertaining easier for the shopper from from custom dips and different um, cheese platters and things like that, um, but just really creating an immersive experience. And so to be able to see the leadership and even, you know, the store, the store teams and things like that walk through and experience that for the first time was yeah. amazing. That's awesome. And then you guys can all go to happy hour at the bar. No, just exactly. That's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Let's on the patio. <laughs> that's great. And that's probably taken on a life of its own. His design played, do you think designs played a role in the success of the cafe and the bar? Because um, those become destinations for people when they feel good to be there. Yeah. Definitely. It was, we wanted to create a space that, that you could linger and could become kind of a community meeting space. Um, you know, there's, we're the Pleasanton store. There's, there's business parks around there. So people come in from lunch and it's, it's a comfortable space that allows you to just kind of like take a deep breath. But then there's also like the weekend traffic. We definitely see a good amount of weekend traffic of people coming in. They go grocery shopping. I'm going to pop over here, grab maybe a bite to eat, a beer, whatever you want to do and just kind of relax. Um, before you go on, go on with the weekend. So, um, yeah, definitely fact taking into consideration, um, those spaces and, and making them, making it a space where people want to, to hang out was definitely, definitely crucial. 
and you've got all those day parts that you have to cover and all those days of the week you have to cover. So it's creating, you're creating lots of environments, you know, pretty much seven days a week, you know, for whatever people are there for. You have to create a space that's flexible, right? Like to your point, what, how can it be used maybe in the morning versus midday versus in the afternoon? That's the afternoon in the weekdays different than afternoon on the weekend. So really creating that flexibility in the space um, from from the customer side, but also from, from the employee side, how do we, how do we weave in all these different things that they need to use to do their job well in yeah. a limited space? So, yeah, that's so fun. That's, <laughs> yeah, and really one fun. of the things Rosalind, that we loved about your, uh, when we were reading your submission, you know, right about probably around this time last year, maybe a little bit later was your work with the local children's museum. So you bring design into that too. So tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Maybe give us an update and, um, you know, like recreating the grocery store at a children's museum. That's super fun. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite projects I think I've ever worked on. Just like there's, it's, it was truly the whole museum really celebrates our our hometown and the Central Valley. And the team there did such an amazing job at creating a really, every exhibit really authentically activates on different things in, in our community. Um, and so when the team approached us to create a grocery store, which is pretty traditional in, in a children's museum, right? There's usually a grocery store. We were like, yeah, yeah absolutely. My kids spend time. Stuff. What do you wear? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, you can't have a children's museum without a grocery store. Right. So we, you know, Sign us up, we're in. So we really, we modeled the, the exhibit off of our flagship here in Modesto and pulled in different materials and things like that, um, that, that kids would then see when they're shopping with their parents. Um, nice brand alignment, love it. Like that. Exactly, yeah. Create a really, really authentic experience there. Um, and it's called, it's the Valley Proud exhibit is what it's called. So it's, it's Valley Proud Save Mark Grocery Store. Um, and we really wanted to, to really bring to life like our our heritage in the area and our and our passion for food is so important. So really kind of creating these little pockets within the grocery store of um, you know, here's the deli and they can have the deli and things like that, the produce department, you know, all these different areas. But there's also a cafe in the back where the nice. kids can bring they can practice cooking and different like things like that. And it and it mimics our our fast casual restaurant in our flagship store, which is really fun. Um, that is the fun. color palette pulled from from the store as well. Um, we pulled in a lot of our private label product. So the kids are using our different private label to shop oh, and create smart. different meals. Yeah. So it's truly, it, you know, my son's always like, I I know what this is. We have it at, at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So it's that same it's really creating that full, like authentic experience of what kids would see at a grocery store, but in this little exhibit. Um, so right now we're working on creating kind of an educational program that ties into it. So the, the museum opened this past September. So it's been open a few months. Um, and we kind of, you know, what, what products have lived well through, <laughs> through the shelves and the play and things like that, what maybe we need to replenish more. Um, so going forward, it's it's kind of we're working with them and our private label team to really create an educational um, package, basically, to teach kids how to how to make healthy meals with these different products. Or here's your grocery list, and you have fifteen dollars, and each of the items is priced out, and and what can you buy for this for this dollar amount, and kind of teaching them how to embrace the love of food and embrace different different cookings and things like that. Um, so it's really, it's really, really such a cool experience. And it's, it was a big deal for our community, but it was a big deal for Save Mart too, just to be able to 
community outreach and, and being a part of where we operate is such a huge part of our company. So really having that connection in the museum and then just, just other different kind of community outreach is, is really, really fun. But yeah, the museum's pretty incredible. <laughs> that's and I, that's got to be so cool because I mean I'm trying to think when my kids were little and even when I played grocery when I was a kid all it was was filling the cart with stuff and scanning it and that yeah. was about it. But you're teaching them all these other there that's right. There's so many lessons yeah. about math, about design, about exactly. where food comes from. Exactly, it's it's creating them. We're connecting back. You know, we have different um, campaigns that highlight different. Our, our different produce growers in the area. And we're pushing that into the museum as well so that the kids are really learning where is this product coming from, even though it's, you know, it's a plastic broccoli, but we'll pretend that it's the broccoli yeah. that's coming from our grower down the street. And and this is the process of how it gets to, to, gets to your grocery store. And yeah, it's really, we are looking at, um, we put in like little, little kid shopping carts, right? So we're kind of then, now we're looking at the next step. How can we step it up? Can we, can we put in a little cart corral and little kids can put the carts back and maybe we'll, um, we're looking at potentially putting in like the back of a trunk of a car. So they're, they're getting oh, their groceries, yeah. putting them in the bags and then they're putting in their car and it's kind of that beginning to end process. Um, but yeah, there's so many different ways that we can really, um, teach the love of food and, and, really connect back to our, our heritage here and, and the growing region um, at this level and, and teach them. Because you've got future growers, you've got future exactly. shoppers. Let's hope yeah. you have future grocery store workers in that <laughs> <Right>? museum. <laughs> we'll, train them. we'll train them in their love for grocery at a very young age. <laughs> That's right. We'll have your son. He can be the training manager exactly. when he goes in there. Exactly. Yeah. He's all about the ringing. He loves the ringing. That's right. Oh, there you go. There you go. It's very cute. So is it fun when you go there kind of on your own, when you check on it, or maybe you're there with your family? What's the reaction from other kids? You get to see it kind of like oh, in yeah. motion when kids are doing it. One, my coworker and I took both of our, our kids um, a couple, like maybe a few weeks after they opened and we just kind of sat back and watched them play and then watching all the other kids play and just really love on this exhibit that was created was, was really, really cool. Um, but then we're also in the back of our heads, we're like, okay, maybe that didn't work out so well. So what can we oh, that's do funny. next time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can sit you back and do that. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, just watching watching how well it's been received um, has been really, really cool. And you've probably done that at the store too. So when you're shopping, you know, you're doing your shopping trip at the store. Do you do that as yeah. well? Do you kind of like look to see, you know, oh, how definitely. consumers are interacting? Yeah, I kind it, of it, like will linger in certain areas and I'm watching how things are being, how people are moving around different fixtures or how are they, are they taking it in the way that, the way that we thought it would be? absorbed um or is it you know maybe it's not working and you're kind of seeing people brush by things okay how can we how can we adjust it how can we adapt i think that that's so important to mm-hmm. how you continue to grow and evolve um as a company but also in your design process is is truly taking in those kind of live consumer insights right you're you're getting it you're capturing it in the moment and seeing how people are interacting with things it's so important um, well, yeah, in your design, definitely something we do frequently. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And with your background <laughs> in design, you probably never. The beauty of it is you never run about it, run out of ideas. Yeah, constantly. I'm always like, ooh, what if we do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the sky is truly the limit. 
That's exciting. That's exciting because there's yeah. lots of stores. And are you, um, is there anything you can give us a sneak peek at too? Are you looking at maybe other store refreshes for 24, 25, yeah. 26? Yeah, we, we definitely have a handful of things planned over the next couple of years. New, some new um, some new remodels, potentially some new stores. Um, definitely focusing on, we have um, a really robust fleet right now um, and kind of getting in there and maybe adapting and updating and tailoring them to the community that's changed since, since that store was built. Um, so that's kind of a big focus for 2024 right now is, is aligning with the current shopper needs and kind of updating um, as needed. Um, but yeah, there's there's some fun things coming down there. It's exciting. That's exciting. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Rosalyn. I just you. love learning about this. This is I have no skill in it and I love, but I sure appreciate design from other people. <laughs> I, I can't wait to check out one of these stores in person. Uh, yeah, come on anytime. We'll walk you through. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. So thank you again for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> and if you have an idea for a Twig uh, podcast topic, if you're listening or watching, we want to hear from you. So uh, feel free to email me at lptrack at ensembleiq.com. See you next time, everybody. And thanks so much for joining us today. Have a good one. Today.